0: Hello and welcome to the Pop Culture Fae podcast. Here on Pop Culture Fae, we take a look at movies, TV, comics, and other popular media through the lens of the queer folks of society. I'm Miller C. Lashbrook, and I am your host on your journey through the forest of the Fae. This week on Pop Culture Fae, I will be discussing what Marvel projects to rewatch before seeing Thor Love and Thunder this week. And afterward, I will share my favorite movies to watch around the 4th of July. I hope you enjoy! Okay, for my first segment this week, because I am so excited to see this new movie. We are going to talk Thor in honor of Thor Love and Thunder coming out this coming weekend. Uh, officially, comes out July 8th, but I mean, if you're a Marvel fan, you know, it really comes out the afternoon, evening of July 7th. So I am one of those Marvel fans that I love a good rewatch. I, I don't know, I just... I don't get tired of these movies. I love rewatching them and revisiting them. I think rewatching them, you always get some new context behind the older films, especially as newer projects go in and kind of fill in the gaps for the older projects. And so my fiance and I like to go back and rewatch Uh, the old movies before a new one comes out if it's applicable so for instance last November when Eternals came out there really wasn't any Marvel movie that leads into that per se other than maybe um, Infinity War and Endgame for like the state of the world for Eternals so we didn't really do a rewatch for that but when No Way Home came out in December, we went ahead and rewatched all of the Spider-Man movies. So all of the Sam Raimi trilogy, the two TASM movies, and all the Tom Holland movies, in addition to um, working in their Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame uh, since Peter is in those movies. So that kind of gives you an idea of what we like to do for these rewatches. I'm going to frame mine today as kind of like what are the essentials? What are ones that you could kind of skip over and not rewatch this week? And what are some that if you want to go that extra mile, you want to earn that extra credit on the assignment? What are you going to watch to get that extra credit? So um, I'm going to start things off. I'm going to go in chronological order as well. So I'm going to start things off simple. Number one, first thing that you need to rewatch uh, in your rewatch is Thor. This is essential. This is Thor's first movie. It establishes him as, as a character in the MCU. It establishes the Nine Realms. It establishes how they handle um, Thor and characters like him in the MCU as kind of this uh, sci-fi fantasy mix, sci-fantasy, um, with the, the fantastic line um, where I come from, uh, ma- what you call magic and science are one and the same. So it also, because we know that Jane is coming back in for love and thunder. It's also important to watch the first Thor because it's Jane's first movie as well. It establishes her as a character and also establishes their relationship. With each other so um, first Thor movie definitely essential viewing also just um, my opinion about the film I think it's incredibly underrated it's not up to the level of some of the later entries on this list that I'm gonna go over but it is a great enjoyable watch um, great jokes in it great world building music set design um, special effects VFX great job. Okay. Number two on this list is Avengers. I'm going to put this in like the almost essential viewing because specifically it builds more upon the Thor's journey as a character And how he kind of views the greater world. Um, Earth is not just this poor little place that he needs to come and save all the time. It is a place where he finds a second family in the Avengers. Um, Also, this movie builds upon his relationship with Loki. um, Who I don't think we'll probably see in Love and Thunder. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. But uh, it is one of those core relationships for Thor in his journey as a character. Um, also, you can't really go wrong with watching the original Avengers movie. Next on this list is, I know the movie that people would like to skip over in their rewatches. Uh, I've skipped over it before in my rewatches sometimes, or it's been that movie that when we're doing a longer rewatch, we'll just put on while we're doing something else, and that's Thor the Dark World. There are really two main reasons that this is essential viewing before seeing Love and Thunder this week. One is this the last time we saw Jane on screen it is. The last time that Natalie Portman played Jane and it really tells us a lot about where Jane was going as a character uh, before her and Thor broke up. It shows us that she is becoming more well-known in her field um, of astrophysics and she's kind of breaking out on her own. She is not working with Selvig anymore. Uh, She's doing her own thing. And what this film also does is it shows Jane Asgard. She goes to Asgard in this movie as opposed to stuff coming to Earth. And that might be important for Jane's journey. I mean, (laughs) based on what we've seen in the trailers, we know uh, that she is going to be wielding Mjolnir. I don't think there's a spoiler. It's from right out of the comics. Um, and Jane starting to learn about Thor's world in Dark World is probably going to be important for that journey. The other thing that this film does is it starts to flesh out the Nine Realms a little bit more than they were fleshed out in the first Thor movie. In the first Thor movie, we really get pretty much just three realms. We get Midgard Earth, Asgard, and Jotunheim, the Frost Giants realm. In the Dark World, we get a look at um, Vanaheim at the beginning. We also get a look at the Realm of the Dark Elves. Svartalheim or Niflheim. I don't know if they ever explicitly say which one they go with, because in different versions, sometimes Niflheim is the Dark Elf realm, sometimes Svartalheim is the realm of the Dark Elves. So we will have to see which way they go with if they revisit those places but we get a little bit more of that world building around the nine realms and thor's corner of the mcu so that is thor the dark world i would say that it is essential viewing next number four on this list for your rewatch is another one that i know people try to avoid sometimes i personally think it is an underrated marvel movie and that's avengers age of ultron age of ultron is one that whenever we're doing a rewatch and we rewatch it i find something new to like about it no are there problems with it sure it's the <laughs> black widow and hulk romance a little odd yes but the reason why i would say that it, you should include it on your rewatch for Thor: Love and Thunder is the fourth uh, Thor's hot tub scene, if you will. Uh, kind of, it sets up stories going forward with Ragnarok uh, and also the uh, Infinity War in Endgame Avengers movies. So, I don't. I guess for this rewatch for Love and Thunder it's not essential but i think you would gain some things from re-watching it um in particular the party scene at avengers tower thor does talk about where his relationship with jane is a little bit in that scene uh, and it kind of gives us a gauge of like when their relationship ended in the mcu because at that point they were still together so next up on the list is the team Thor short uh, this is a short that can be found on Disney Plus I believe it was on it was on a blu-ray originally I think it might have been the Civil War blu-ray if I'm not mistaken um, but essentially this is a short that was directed by Taiko Waititi it was kind of his way of showing his tone for Thor before Ragnarok. And it is just so funny and (laughs) it gives you an idea of what Thor was doing during uh, the time of civil war before he heads off to um, Muspelheim where he's at at the beginning of the film. So uh, I would definitely watch team Thor not essential viewing, but if you haven't seen it before, I highly recommend it because it is very funny next up on the list. Definitely hands down the most essential viewing on this list. And that's Thor Ragnarok. This is Thor's third outing of the first film in the MCU to be directed by Taika Waititi. And it's just so good. Like, Even if you weren't doing a full rewatch, sit down and rewatch this film uh, this week because it's so funny. We established Valkyrie, Korg, and Meek as characters. You get the wonderfully eccentric performance by Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster. And we do get more of the Nine Realms here, I guess mostly Muspelheim is the 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 new realm that we see of the nine realms and the dynamic between Thor and Hulk is great in this movie but it is just kind of that great Taika Waititi comedy mixed with all of the fantasy sci-fi stuff that we've come to love about Thor's movies And, um, it's one of my favorite MCU movies, so you can't really go wrong with Thor Ragnarok. Um, definitely something that you want to rewatch this week before seeing Thor Love and Thunder next on the list is Avengers infinity war. I do think this film is essential viewing because we get another realm introduced Nidavellir. We meet tree, played by Peter Dinklage. But we also have this arc across Infinity War and Endgame. In Infinity War, we see Loki die. Or, well, not die. We see Loki get murdered (laughs) by Thanos. Um, And we really see how hard Thor wants to work to defeat Thanos. He goes and gets Stormbreaker made. That's gonna be really important for his arc as a character since he lost Mjolnir in Ragnarok. And uh, it kind of sets him up for where he goes in Endgame. I mean, him, not being able to kill Thanos at the end right before the snap is really important for his journey as a character. And it seems based on the trailers, that storyline is going to continue through into this film. So kind of piggybacking off of that, also essential viewing Avengers Endgame. Thor across these two movies has this great arc of defeat. Uh, He... Really, the only other time that we see him have a major defeat in the MCU is when he can't lift Mjolnir in the first Thor movie. The the, the first moment where he starts to learn how to be humble, where he starts learning humility. Um, but this defeat is like so much greater because <laughs> he's he, he's convinced that It is just 100% his fault why Thanos won and why half the life in the universe gets wiped out. was because he didn't aim for the head. So, I mean, Endgame you have some fantastic character work by Chris Hemsworth with the anger that he has in the first act of that film going and just chopping Thanos' head off. I mean, iconic uh, and then stepping out and then we get the, um, fade to black and the five years later. And then of course, um, we get, uh, whatever you want to call fat Thor, depressed Thor, um, (laughs) chubby Thor, whatever you want, nickname you want to give him, uh, or just Endgame Thor, um, where we really see him go into this depression because of his guilt. And through Endgame, we see him. We see that when Rocket and Hulk go to talk to him all the way through with him going back to 2013 to the events of Dark World and him talking with his mother we get a little shot of Jane, uh, with some archive footage, um, in that, in that sequence as well. And then we get him coming back. We, we get the, the, the I'm, I'm still worthy moment. Um, we get him and Cap swapping around hammers and f- doing that amazing fight sequence at the end of the film, fighting Thanos, uh, and... Of course, I think the most important reason to watch Endgame before Love and Thunder is it's our last movie with Thor. And the end of that film sets up what we're probably going to see here in Love and Thunder. I mean, he has that conversation with Valkyrie about um, needing to kind of find his own way and do his own thing. Not not really feeling the need to live up to any one person's expectations he just wants to find who he is and he thinks going with the guardians is going to help him to discover that and he makes valkyrie king of new asgard Uh, i think that conversation is going to be really important for setting things up going forward so those are all the films that i would say if you've got the time this week sit down and watch them. Now, let me go into your extra credit. So um, that would be to get 100% A on the assignment. (laughs) If this were an assignment, go watch the three Thor movies and the four Avengers films. And the team Thor short. Now we get into the extra credit maybes. There are three of those. Uh, The first of which is Eternals. We've seen in one of the trailers that there is a shot of some celestials in the scene that we're assuming is Olympus with Zeus. So the cosmos, the cosmology that was set up in Eternals might be important for this film. Uh, So that's one of your extra credits. Also, I just think if you well, if you haven't seen Eternals, go watch it. I think you will enjoy it. I um, know it's not everybody's favorite MCU film, but I think it has a lot to offer. A lot of a lot of different characters. I feel like with the, how big the cast is, there's going to be at least one character that you will kind of click with. Um, and uh, the way that it works in history, I really enjoy about that movie. Next extra credit because the presence of gods is watching midnight on Disney plus. Now you're, you're probably thinking watch a whole (laughs) entire show again, or for the first time this week. Um, if you haven't watched midnight, please stop whatever you're watching right now and don't stop the podcast. I'm saying, when you're sitting down today to watch your show, that you're working on right now, uh, as long as you've finished Stranger Things 4, because that should take priority right now. But as long as you finish that, watch Midnight, because um, Midnight is such a great MCU show, and it does have the presence of the Egyptian gods in the show. And so having a villain called Gore the God Butcher running around in this Thor movie might affect the gods that show up in midnight. So that's kind of an extra credit one in there. And then the final extra credit one, uh, that I would throw in here is multiverse of madness. I don't think, uh, I mean, Taika Waititi has in interviews said that there's no multiverse stuff in Thor love and thunder, but, uh, we just never know who's going to pop up in, uh, every MCU movie. And, um, Even like Sochi Gomez, who played America Chavez in Multiverse of Madness, showed up at the red carpet for Thor, Love, and Thunder. And so uh, I would say if you haven't seen Multiverse of Madness, it's on Disney+. Plus. Watch it this week just so that you're caught up with the MCU uh, before Thor, Love, and Thunder. So those are my extra credit ones. So that was my list of... What to rewatch before Thor: Love and Thunder this week? I think uh, my fiance and I are going to try to make our way through the Thor and Avengers movies, and possibly Eternals this week. We already started yesterday with watching the first Thor movie, and so that um, is what we will be doing with this rewatch. So I hope that you um, enjoy your rewatch as well. And uh, feel free to let me know on social media uh, how much you like to rewatch, if you rewatch any of the Marvel movies before go seeing the new one, and what that kind of looks like for you. So, time of recording. Tomorrow is 4th of July. Now, Fourth of July is always been an interesting, has always been an interesting holiday for me. Now, not for the reasons that I think a lot of people <laughs> uh, have a hard time with Fourth of July, which sometimes I think about those things too. How, like how can we celebrate? independence and freedom and liberty when we still have so many problems with our country and we're still working on making sure that everybody has equity in this country those things aside which i think are important conversations to have maybe reframing the holiday as uh, an opportunity to bring attention to those things could be important. But like I said, those things aside, um, 4th of July is also a complicated holiday for me because it is two days before my birthday. (laughs) So yes, my birthday is uh, time of recording this coming Wednesday, July 6th. And so growing up, oftentimes my birthday would be kind of roped into 4th of July or 4th of July plans would impact who's around on my birthday or where we were as a family on my birthday. So I have always had this complex relationship with 4th of July as a holiday just because I've kind of always seen it as something that kind of always gets in the way of my birthday plans. I have to plan around it oftentimes. Um, But On the flip side, (laughs) there's fireworks two days before my birthday every year. Uh, (laughs) And so um, 4th of July, I oftentimes, I don't like to have like a big barbecue or go out um, and all of that. I'm not a big fireworks person. I don't really care for the noise. I'm I'm a very auditory person and loud noises like that. I'm not a big fan of, I don't like I, I, living in Florida. I don't really want to stand outside in a crowd of a bunch of people who are sweaty and when it's humid um, for an hour and watch some pretty colors um, explode in the sky and drop pollution everywhere. <laughs> and so it's just, I, 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 I love the food part of it. I love a good cookout with burgers and steaks or pork chops or whatever on the grill. That part of the holiday, I'm all for um, as a foodie. <laughs> but yeah, the whole firework thing, uh, not my not my gem. So, oftentimes on Fourth of July, I find myself inside trying to escape the heat and the people, <laughs> and thinking like, okay, how can I still kind of celebrate this holiday in my own way? And of course, as a fan of movies, I think movies are a great way to do that. So um, I'm going to give you today 10 movies for 4th of July. So these are 10 movies to watch on 4th of July. These are in no particular order whatsoever. Uh, This isn't like a best to worst. These are just 10 different movies that you could watch on 4th of July that all either feel kind of summery in a way or patriotic. And I tried to pick a good variety of genres and kind of aesthetics for these different movies so that hopefully there's at least one in here to watch on fourth of july for you so uh i'm gonna just now that we've kind of established all that i'm gonna go through my list here and kind of give my reasoning for each one of them so right off the bat my first three they all kind of fit together uh with me being a marvel fan you probably expected these to be on here and that is the three captain america movies so captain america the first avenger the winter soldier and civil war um all three great mcu movies first avenger um you definitely get that kind of patriotism but also kind of poking fun the movie pokes a little bit of fun at the the kind of propaganda uh, that patriotism has been uh, th- the propaganda used to push patriotism with the whole "Star-Spangled Man with the Plan" bit of the USO tour. USO, I think it's well. The he's uh, selling bonds, uh, the war bonds, uh, and of, of course, I mean, it establishes Captain America as a character, patriotic character, yeah, Winter Soldier. If you're more of a spy thriller person, great option to watch. Um, great movie to help you think about um, what does it mean to be a to be patriotic today. That question of security versus privacy is really posed in that film um, with Project Insight, um, and also it's just a fantastic MCU movie. And then uh civil war as well great mcu movie um and that one a little more global than the first two captain america movies but i mean you can't go wrong with a bunch of superheroes fighting each other they do it in like every marvel comics event and uh that airport battle is just chef's kiss next up on the list um i'm gonna move out of the MCU now <laughs> and give you some other movies on here. Um, next up, this one, I feel like it never fails. It's on around all of the kind of big patriotic holidays. It's on TV somewhere. So uh, it's always on around Memorial Day, 4th of July, Labor Day, Veterans Day, you name it. And that's Forrest Gump. This movie, uh, it's such a good movie. I. I know it gets kind of quoted a lot and made fun of sometimes for some of it. But I mean, Tom Hanks performance is amazing. Robin Wright as Jenny, Sally Fields as um, Mrs. Gump. So you've got uh, Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) Yeah, you've got some great performances in here. A great soundtrack. But I think this is the perfect 4th of July movie because it tracks the the history uh, of our country through the late uh, 20th century. And you see Forrest going to all these major historical events and so it kind of gives you a different perspective on a lot of important events throughout our history. But in a fun and touching way. uh, Because you can't help but love Forrest as a character. Next up on this list is a fun one. I think this is one that I might try to um, have my fiance watch. My fiance and I watch tomorrow. Just because it's such a fun movie and I haven't watched it in a while. And that is National Treasure. Um, This movie, (laughs) it's so good. It's so stupid, but it's so good. I mean, it's like. Peak ridiculous Nicolas Cage. Like, okay, there's a treasure map cipher thing on the back of the Declaration of Independence. So we're going to steal the Declaration of Independence to get the map so that this other guy can't steal the Declaration of Independence and get the map. Like, the the way that this movie kind of combines a, like, archaeology treasure hunting storyline with a heist story like all in one like you can't beat it it's going to make you want to go and visit um the smithsonian at washington dc or go to the uh independence hall in um in pennsylvania but uh, it's just such a fun uh movie Next on my list is definitely more of a um, <laughs> more of a dramatic piece on this list, and that is Saving Private Ryan. I think this is, of course, the quintessential war movie that um, people think of if they think if they're thinking, okay, I'm gonna watch an American war movie. Let me watch Saving Private Ryan. I mean, fantastically directed by steven spielberg great performances by all the actors in the film you can't really go wrong with saving private ryan next on this list i think this is probably on everybody's list of movies that they know are going to be on (laughs) at some time tomorrow on some channel and that's independence day Uh, this was the the number one movie in america the when i was born it came out fourth of july holiday 1996 um this is your quintessential kind of like disaster film i mean you've got alien invasion you've got that iconic shot of the white house being blown up um you can't really go wrong with independence day you got will smith in there um at his kind of peak of his career in the, in the nineties, well, I guess the first peak of his career in the 90s there, um, punching aliens in the face. It, it's a fun ride of a movie. Next on my list. Um, this one definitely, I mean it, it screams summer to me, <laughs> it screams pun intended, um, summer to me and that's jaws. Um, you can't go wrong with a movie about a shark eating a bunch of people around the 4th of July holiday <laughs> on the beach. Um, I mean, another Steven Spielberg directed film on this list. I mean, this movie's iconic. It's the first, uh, it kind of created the summer blockbuster. Um, and you got to watch it at least once. But I mean, great horror movie um, set on 4th of July weekend. Uh, The next movie on this list is going to be Hidden Figures. So think in light of how we're kind of moving forward with our look back at history in entertainment in recent years. I wanted to include a couple of movies on this list that um, kind of are... They show like a different side of patriotism, a side that is kind of pointing out some of the flaws in our system, but also a little bit of hope. And I think Hidden Figures does that as well in addition to the next film, the final film on my list, and that is Glory. Uh, both of these films highlight contributions of the black community to American history. Both films have great casts um and i really think there's something a little bit different from your kind of your saving private ryan's or uh your force gumps that we always see being played on tv around 4th of july weekend so that is my list of movies that you could watch for 4th of july to get your 4th of july on so that's. All three Captain America movies, Forrest Gump, National Treasure, Saving Private Ryan, Independence Day, Jaws, Hidden Figures, and Glory. So, uh, let me know on social media um, what movie would you uh, watch for Fourth of July. What movie says Fourth of July for you? So let's move into my weekly recommendations for this week. Uh, Some, the, the, well, let me just get into them and and then I'll explain them. My comics recommendation for this week. I think this one's pretty self-explanatory and that is to read uh, the beginning of Jason Aaron's run on Thor. I think his first uh, two series are going to be super influential in what he is doing in thor love and thunder if i had to guess like i said i haven't seen the movie yet so that would be reading thor god of thunder numbers 1 through 25. this series covers thor uh fighting gore the god butcher that arc is in this series as well as you get a a really great arc with malekith and with Roxon. So if you've seen Loki, um, Roxx Cart is that big superstore that they go to in like episode three, uh, where they find Sylvie. Um, Roxon would be the mega corporation that would have owned that store. Um, the All the arcs in this run are really, I mean, it's just fantastic. Jason Aaron really gets Thor as a character the way that he um, not only tells these mythology, high fantasy stories, but also weaves in questions about theology and religion into his storytelling with Thor, it's just amazing. Um, As part of that, which kind of directly follows the Thor God of Thunder series, I would read Thor numbers one through eight, and this eight-issue series is where we see Jane, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, With if, if you've seen the trailer, it's not really a spoiler, um, but where we see Jane become Thor, the goddess of thunder, uh, and, and we really unravel that mystery. I think those two series of his are going to be super crucial for this film, if I had to guess. I think... They will probably save some of his later stuff in his run on Thor, like War of the Realms, probably for um, a future Thor movie, if I had to guess. Um, I could be completely wrong. (laughs) Uh, But regardless, they're great reads. My TV recommendation this week is Stranger Things Season 4. I cannot um, recommend this enough. It is... Television at its best. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen it already, like, what have you been doing (laughs) for the past month? If you haven't seen at least the first seven episodes, but the whole season is out now, all nine episodes, um, it's a great watch. Don't try to sit down and watch it all at once. Really savor the season. So watch a couple episodes at a time as you go through, and I think you'll really enjoy it. It's uh, nine episodes total, uh, but it's definitely more than nine hours of television. So if you sit down and watch it all at once, more power to you, but oof. So that's my TV recommendation, Stranger Things season four. My movie recommendation for this week is to do a rewatch before you see Love and Thunder. Um, it, just like I talked about in our first segment this week, but uh, I, th- I find that rewatching the MCU films before the new ones come out give you a, a bigger, greater perspective on the new film. So that's my film recommendation for this week. Before I move into um, wrapping up the show, I do want to give a shout out to somebody. I want to give a big shout out to my friend James. He was the first person to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. So um, please, if you are enjoying my podcast, go ahead and give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Um, Getting reviews on the podcast will get it out there on those platforms and push it out to more people. It'll get recommended to people more often. uh, And that'll um, just get me more people listening to what I have to say about pop culture, which I think would be pretty cool. Uh, so just another shout out to James. You're awesome, buddy. Uh, and yeah. Thank you for joining me today in discussing my Thor rewatch and 4th of July movies. Uh, let me know in the Spotify poll what movies you would like to watch for your Independence Day. Also, I am currently uh, sponsorless, so uh, especially if you are a queer person-owned business, I'd love to uh, sponsor you on the podcast, so uh, if you have something like that or you want to sponsor the podcast, uh, reach out to me uh, on social media and I'd be happy to talk to you. Once again, I am Miller C. Lashbrook. You can find me on Twitter at Mill C. Lashbrook on Instagram at Miller C. Lashbrook. And for more Pop Culture Fae, you can head to our website, popculturefae.com, for blog posts and more content. I hope you all have a fantastic day. And I hope to find you the next time you wander into the forest of the Fae. Thank you.